Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and I'm here in behalf of Inspiring Better Business, IBB Talks. And I'm just excited to be talking with you. I hope these are helpful. Uh, we're just excited to be a part of your life in the business world. Today, we're going to talk about an answer, a question that was commonly asked when we call in to our peer groups in East Africa. Point blank, we were asked, how can we keep our personal money separate from our business money? And is it important to keep it separate? And I'm telling you, yes, it is very important to keep it separate, your business money and your personal money. But I'll also tell you it's very difficult. Unless you create in your mind and you're convinced you must do that, it'll never happen. And you're going to find yourself in big time trouble. Well, let's get started. Well, in any business, you know, we have to first have done a, enough work, what I call the investigation stage. And uh, you've got to do that on your own. You've got to do that without any borrowed money. You've got to do that in your part time. And you really need, you really have to have a form of income like working for someone else while you're doing the investigation stage of your business. Too many people are unemployed or don't have income and they think, man, if I can just start a business, I will make money. Well, that making money comes later. It sometimes comes months later after you start. So you, in my opinion, must figure out how to make personal income, not as a part of your business. In the United States, if we're going to have someone that was uh, going to borrow money at the bank and it was a little bit uh, new to the person, the bank's a little bit unsure, they would ask the question, hey, is your spouse going to continue working and how good a job do they have while you're starting this business? Here's what the banker's saying. I need somebody to make sure there's money to pay the day-to-day -day bills of the normal household, the kids' food, the shoes for the kids, the, 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 uh, the transportation, the, the gas to go to the grocery store, the basic grocery stores. It's not fair for your business to try to make, take that on from day one. So it sounds tough, but you say, well, there's no jobs. You figure out how to get a job. You determine how to make money. We've had ideas like go to the college and, 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 and go door to door and, and offer to wash students' clothes. I've heard there's money at colleges where people will pay you to wash their clothes. I think there's ways of mowing somebody's grass. There's some, something you've got to do to create your income from your household before you can think about keeping your money separate from your business. Because what's going to happen is you got your business money over here and you have a personal household need, I mean a real pressing need. And, and where, what are you going to do? Well, it's too tempting. It's just almost impossible to hold off and not use that business money. Now when you're start up and running and you actually have your business, you've got to put uh, that money in a separate account. You can't co-mingle, in my opinion. Like, if you want to use envelopes or you have a bank account or I have checking accounts, and so I have totally separate accounts for my household budget from my business. And you've got to think about it this way. Even though you own your business and you are the owner of your business, you have to take a paycheck. You have to take a regular pay out of the business related to what you have put into the business on your time and effort that month or week or, or, or month. And so you're paying yourself like you are an employee because you are an employee. 
and you pay yourself and you live off what you are pay yourself just like everyone else that's working for you. You see, then you can talk about separating the two. You can talk about now this is my household budget, this is my household income, this is my household envelope and if you're, if you're getting started, uh, take envelopes. And, and when you do a job, you say, well, I'm going to, out of this job, I'm going to take this amount of money and put it over into an envelope and say, this is for my household. And then one way or another, you've got to live off of that household money. And if you can't, you might need to pick up and continue washing the clothes of the college or mowing the grass. Continue doing what you need to do for your household. It's sort of like planting a seed in a garden. And, you know, you're kind of hungry and you see it cropping up and you go out and, and root up the seed and, and you try to harvest before it's ripe. You can't do that to your business and succeed. Well, I told you I'd tell a story, and, and this is a real story that's happened multiple times and kind of embarrassing about what the Americans have done wrong in not understanding this. We have people that are, are good-hearted people, want to help, and I've had this proposal several times and heard about it. They said, why don't we teach our foreign people, maybe East Africa or wherever, and they should learn that rabbits multiply real fast and they are tasty to eat, taste like chicken. We'll, we'll investigate starting the business, not chickens, but rabbit food. Oh, that's pretty good. And so the Americans, or the uh, uh, foreigners, I'll say it that way, uh, will say, well, check out, how, how much would it cost for a couple rabbits, a male and a female for sure, because we want to breed rabbits, and we want to have, there's multiple rabbits come off of one litter, and it, they grow pretty fast, and we can feed them. We'll just help you get started in the rabbit business. And it's reported back from East Africa what that cost would be, and the Americans say, well, that's not much. Why don't we go ahead and start with like 30 pairs of rabbits, uh, 30 males and 30 females. And that way we're really starting a good business. Oh, but by, by the way, how much money would it cost to feed those? Because you know it's going to take a while to get up, and it's going to take a while till they grow, and they're going to they're going to they're going to uh, uh, be uh, uh, eating something until you actually get to the. You can't eat your first uh, rabbits. You've got to let them grow a couple cycles. So we'll give you enough food for that. And they give that number. And you know these Americans are great. They have a way to wire money, and they say, "Here's the money." We're now helped those African, East African or African young people get in business. They're reporting to everybody around town how they're helping. One big mistake. They didn't understand the culture. They didn't understand that the people doing the rabbit business probably don't have money for their personal use. You see where they get mixed up? Here's the business side. The people lending the money or giving the money are thinking just of the business side. But you've got to think of, we all have got to think of the personal side. How are we going to pay the person or how is a person going to make money until they get up, until the business is up and running? Well, here's what happens. The people from foreign land go away. The money's in the pocket of the, of, of the, of the developing nation and everything seems to be fine until somebody working in Africa gets hungry and they're real hungry and they're real, real hungry and their kids are hungry and they think, you know, we got this fat rabbit. I know it's a business, but I'm going to co-mingle. I'm going to take money out of, I'm going to take a rabbit out of my business and use it for my personal use. And that happens. And that happens over and over again. And pretty soon, about a year later, the people from America check in and say, how's the business going? 
And the Africans are very, very embarrassed because they said, you know, we ate the rabbits. And they decide in America, go, oh, what in the world do those guys do? Oh, don't they know that's a business? No, it's the Americans' fault. I look the Americans in the eye and say, are you stupid? You set them up to fail. You did not think of this all the way through. You needed to have a plan to start small, not big, grow step by step, let them make it on their own as they go, and you're going to have more success, and then we're going to have a happy uh, people on both sides of the ocean. I hope you see what I'm talking about. I'm serious about this. We've got to train our, de our developing nations how to make money not how to, to solicit money from abroad, and how to do it slow, step-by-step, step, foundational, and it does a lot of times involve uh, mixing or, or dealing with, always will deal with your personal money along with your, your business money, and you've got to keep them separate. If you don't keep them separate, you don't know where you're at in the business, and you don't know where you're at in the household, and everybody's going to be frustrated. Well, I hope this helps. I'm happy with all that I'm doing. I'm not upset, upset man. I love helping people start and grow businesses. I hope it's happening. We're seeing it happening in our peer mentoring groups. Jump on board if you can. Thank you.